This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? I'm the Homelander. Mm-hmm. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. So many feelings flying around anyways. This is Sparta! Do you not hear the crazy? Aloha! What is up, everyone? It is Friday night, and a happy aloha to everyone. Joining us for your favorite independent podcast, Indie Alley. That's your thing right there? That's my thing. It was pretty. It was pretty oh, okay. Yeah. That's coming that, in. Really I thought you were going to say the only independent podcast. I should have said that. Yeah. I, I failed in my promo. I, got, I, got, I had a Jericho moment. Kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are in that uh, bracket, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm in that demographic. <laughs> I supposedly watch NXT. So, yeah. <laughs> so did you? <laughs> yes, I did. I did watch NXT. I did not watch it live, so I didn't help its um, numbers, but I did watch it. I recorded it and watched it last night. So Yeah, we had it on live, but um, I don't remember watching it live. I think it was just on the TV, so we did help its numbers. But I think they only did like what eight hundred and thirty some thousand. Not as much as you think they would do. The assumption that yeah, if there's only one show on, they'll do so much more. Maybe that's a lie. Yeah, and what's crazy is I don't think <laughs> that just shows that. I mean, maybe people are like not into their product. I mean, uh, I'm sure there was what fifty thousand people or something. Watched mm-hmm. it more or a hundred thousand, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's not a lot when you're the only show. Yeah, I think there's some brand loyalty to both sides, mm-hmm. but I don't think, like you said, the argument if one show's gone, that all those other people watching one show are going to suddenly jump to the other show. Yeah, I don't. I think they do something else. Yeah, like watch basketball playoffs. Yeah, or watch the Harley Quinn animated show, which I started watching, which is fucking funny as hell. So <laughs> did my kids, and they said, "Dad, you you didn't tell me that Harley Quinn says mother effers on there and stuff." I'm like, <laughs> I didn't tell you to watch this. <laughs> oh man, she doesn't just say it; she says it what like ten times an episode or something. Yeah, the, smoke. Yeah, though Matt told me everything. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never look at um, Penny from Big Bang Theory the same again after hearing her curse like that all the time. Yeah. Oh, is that who plays her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but um, they seem to enjoy it. Oh, it's funny. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not done with it. I watched, like, I guess you'd say the first arc because the story completed. And it was actually a good story, too. You know, the first few episodes are straight up just toilet humor and good times. But as it got going, there's, you know, there's a story of what's going on. And you had the, the end of it at Climax that she was able to finally break away from the Joker and become herself. Nice. So, and then now the next arc, but I haven't started watching that yet. So, Yeah, I, haven't really, I don't think I've watched much of anything. I've been mostly into, like, the, the fantasy sports stuff, you know, I currently in first place in the baseball league um which is expected because it's in my blood um but are you gonna have an asterisk by your name this year you know shortened season strike like the strike season little asterisk. I mean, re- regardless i i planned on winning anyway so no 
I mean, you play to win the game, right? I guess. <laughs> and sure. I mean, you know, um, baseball, I grew up around it a lot. So it's something I enjoy. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That just made me think of that strike season. Those expos were so good. What a shame, what a shame. Oh, well. <laughs> they were pretty good. They they produced a lot of talent in that organization, but never did anything there. <laughs> but they were in first place, remember? And yes. then they closed the season, and then the next year they traded everybody off, so we never got to see them yeah. all together. Like they had Pedro and Randy Johnson and – Felipe Lou. I mean, just they had so much. Like Tim Raines and Larry Walker. And <laughs> and then Larry Walker went to Colorado and blew, blew up and became like, I mean, arguably could be a Hall of Famer. And everyone's listening going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Not only are we talking about baseball, we're talking about baseball from years ago, too. <laughs> like the, the 90s. <laughs> the Montreal – who the hell are the Montreal Expos? <laughs> Currently, they're the Washington Nationals. Um, oh, isn't man. that where they moved them from? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, and Washington Nationals was a team, and they were called the Washington Senators in the 60s. Um, yeah. Fidel Castro pitched for them, by the way. Look at that. We know what's up. He did? Yeah. You didn't know that? Fidel Castro pitched for the the um, Washington Senators organization. I don't know if he p- pitched in the majors, but he at least pitched in the minors for them. I wonder if he pitched with Denny McLean. Don't know. Do you I know think... who Denny McLean is? No. <laughs> 1968 Tigers, 31 and 6. The only 30-game uh-huh. winner in a, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. You pulled that one out of the obscure Detroit Tiger. I'm telling you, baseball, man. That book. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> I love well, baseball. We better talk about a comic fast because they're, they're dropping off like this. Yes, yes. But uh, thank you for your download. Um, if, you're, if you're still here, cool. If you're not, well, thanks for the download. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you want to uh, get into some books? Yeah, we can get into some comic books. Um, I did manage to get three. It was it was kind of getting close there as we got into game time. I only had two comics that I wasn't finding anything I like. And right before it started, I read Disaster Inc. and I added it to the list. I honest to God, I'm not sure what the hell's going on in this comic. <laughs> but when it ended, I wanted more right then and there. I'm just really gripped by it. You know, this is the book we talked about how there's Japan is like kind of suffered a nuclear disaster. And then there's a mixture of this kind of spiritual samurai stuff going on. And you have a group of people on a, a like one of those um, traveling tours. You go like to, to exotic places. So the exotic places, they're going to this area where you have all the radiation and everything. And so the, the tour itself is kind of shady because the people that run the tour are kind of crooked and they're grifters. And so all kinds of crazy little things are happening. There's a lot of stuff happening. And when it ended, I'm like, I couldn't describe this book really, like what's going on, but I want to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> That's my, but have you read it? I mean, did you? I, I did read it. And um, I, what I thought was interesting was the um, the samurai stuff, um, uh-huh. especially like the last panel, because they that there's more reveal of the samurai stuff. And um, then I was like, you know, the first issue – I thought it was dealing with something more. So now I'm not sure what the hell's going on with that. <laughs> like it's, and it's been a long break since we talked about this. There was a big break in between issue one and two. And remember I thought that one woman was CIA. Yeah. 
I don't think she's CIA anymore. I don't, I don't know what she is. I mean, I'm really confused and lost what the whole deal is going on. And, and was that the guy with the glasses that was kind of committing Harry Carey there at the end? I'm not quite sure uh, exactly. Like, uh, I can't, I can't picture it. It was one of the first books that I read. Okay, but yeah, there's just, yeah, there's some weird stuff. Then the flashback to the little kids. I was trying to figure out where that fit into the equation, how far in the past that was, and yeah. crazy book though. And I, I I liked it enough to talk about it. So yeah, it, it it was like I said, like it was like a different style from the previous uh, issue, but I I enjoyed it because of the the samurai stuff. And then I was like, well, this is an interesting direction. Um, yeah. But speaking of uh, interesting, Wait, real fast before you go there, I've screwed up. Joe Harris writes it. Um, Sebastian Pertz is the artist and the colorist and carlos m mangul is the letterer i almost didn't say a creative team sorry like that's an interesting book right but um mm -hmm. a book that i thought was extremely interesting was uh devil's highway from awa upshot i read issue number two from benjamin percy uh brent schuvner and nick filardi um just like uh many of the awa titles out there um devil's highway deals with the underbelly of america but the underbelly of this uh book takes place in like the heartland um you know and truck stops uh <laughs> and speaking of truck stops okay andrew you know like you know you hear about like hookers and things like that at truck stops right yeah expect that in this issue okay ah okay Somebody might be getting it from behind in this book. I'm just telling you. Oh, nice. <laughs> so don't leave this down for your kids or anything. And yeah. I know Joe's listening, so he'll probably want to look for this um, right now. What's the book called? Joe, be quiet. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, this book follows a, a young woman. Her name's Sharon. And on her quest to find a serial killer who mur murdered her father. Uh, yeah. What I like about this book is the pacing. It's quick. And also that Benjamin Percy writes it um, because I can say that the two titles that he writes at, for AWA have been excellent. I think he's found a home with AWA. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great book. I don't want to really like spoil anything yet because I really feel like we should discuss this one. If you read it. Um, for yeah. I need week. to read the second one. We didn't talk about the first one. I always meant to, and I don't know why we never talked about it. And I thought that the truck stop thing, I, I've had like a lot of thoughts about that since I read the letter in the back of his um, first issue. Mm -hmm. And you told me about that letter. And I was like, oh, man. Because I remember as a kid when we'd go on trips to visit my grandma, we'd get up early in the morning. My dad would drive so, so far. And then we'd stop at this truck stop. And have breakfast there and he'd get gas on stuff. And I remember wandering by myself down to these, you know, big old bathrooms and always being like, wow, these bathrooms are a trip. They have showers and they have all this <laughs> stuff. Now, I never wandered into the room he describes in that letter. Um, but it started making me thinking, God dang, I shouldn't have been wandering around that place. Right. I, you know, I was first grade, second grade age. And I'm just going off by myself to go to the bathroom in a fucking truck stop. Now that you think about, you know, kind of the scariness of a truck stop, I could have ended up in the cab of a truck driving the different direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, especially because you hear like the the bad things that they they say about like truck drivers and certain mm -hmm. truck drivers and how they're just 
they are almost like the same things you hear about people in prison. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and and I can say that because when my dad got out of the Navy, he he did a little bit of the truck driving to, uh, with steel across the state, and he would tell me stories of certain things. <laughs> wow. and, um, yeah, that stuff, man. That's it's it's scary because anytime when we would drive, like we drive everywhere with Anthony, we don't fly. So like when we drove uh, a Winnebago from Michigan all the way to Orlando, Florida, mm -hmm. um, those stops, I kept the eyes on the boys yeah. at all times because as a father, that freaks me out. <laughs> I don't think I think my parents were naive back. You know, it was a different era. Yeah, I was little, but man, yeah, I think about that. Woof, I could have ended up really yeah. bad. Uh, but yeah, that's what makes the book so scary. I mean, I, I I really liked the first issue, and it really scared the pants off me. Yeah, this this issue is pretty good too. It it's um it's really interesting. Um, I like the story he's telling, and it's really paced well, and the art is excellent as well. That's something that I think that I've mentioned every time we talk about a. Uh, uh, AWA book, no. like I really get a feel with their art. Like it's the quality of the reason why I read Valiant mm -hmm. um, because you're never let down with any Valiant book with art either. And I really get that with this. Yeah, I agree with you because there's some other pro smaller publishers that I also like as much as a AWA. And sometimes the art does not work for me, even though I really like the writers. I, I tend not to point it out because I don't like to be I don't want to be a dick right but some of the <laughs> you know but there are some you know I'm like mm, yeah okay well yeah. this is at the same level right right well let's stick with AWA and I'm going to do hotel number three and I know number four came out this week but I'm behind and I had to order this one um from my comic shop in Texas because I didn't have it on the pool yet and they didn't have it on the shelf, and so I had to find it. But I found it, and I finally read it. This is John Lee's as a writer. Dalibor um, Talajic is your artist. Lee Lugridge is the colorist, and Sal Cipriano is the letterer. This one was scary as hell, this third one, about the woman who, who's trying to find the hotel and can't find it, and then finally it does appear. And isn't that your first sign that maybe you shouldn't go down that road? And then she gets there and they tell her, don't stay here. Don't check in. And she still stays. And then she sees a like visit from her sister in a dream. And her sister tells her to leave. And she still stays. Oh, and then it gets like ultimate creepy and scary. You've read it, right? Yes. it's. I had, oh. I had a total feel of um, when I read that and her not finding it, it just made me feel like I was watching something from the twilight zone, but mm -hmm. creepier. And oh, that's... American horror story for me. That, I was totally American horror story. And then the guy and the wall and, Oh, yeah. this is so good. This is some good, some of the best horror I've read in a long time. And I'm not a horror guy, but this is the kind of thing that I could not read at night. There is no way in hell I could read this book at night. I just couldn't, I'd have nightmares and it's such a good book. Yeah, the um, if you like hotel, I really think that like you should check out John Lee's book, um, Sink. It's, uh -huh. it's very similar, but it takes place in Scotland, uh, because that's where I believe he's from, and he's the it. It just it's really awesome. Like each story kind of ties in a little bit from the previous one. Like it happens in the same world. 
but it, it's really good too. It's like a bunch of like, I would say one shots just like this, because these are just one shots that make up an art. It just tells the story of the rooms because currently this is hotel room number three, right? So mm -hmm. the next one is room four, which happened to come out this week as well. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a good book and he's, he's really good at that. Um, telling horror and also he's a huge wrestling fan as long as well as sal cipriano mm, i didn't know sal cipriano was but i knew that lee he kind of hinted that he might have something wrestling going on yeah. in the future so keeping an eye out for that but yeah read hotel number two or read all hotel it's awesome well since you talked about hotels let's talk about big girls <laughs> <laughs> The comic book, Big Girls. <laughs> this is uh, issue number one, and it's uh, written and drawn by Jason Howard mm. and lettering by Phonographics. Um, if you remember Jason Howard, I believe he did the book. Remember uh, Cemetery Beach? Yes. Okay, I believe he did drew that. that? I, th I think he drew he didn't that. write it. Yeah. No, he did not write it. That was Warren Ellis. He's canceled. Um <laughs> by some people, not everyone, uh, but uh, yeah. Big Girls is a book where um, men are kind of giant monsters hell-bent on destroying the world. And the only thing that can stop them are big girls. Uh, mm. The main character is, I think her name is Ember. She's 300 feet tall and she's a monster killer. Um, there's some heavy moments in this first issue with um, <laughs> I see what you did there. No, like literally like heavy moments. Like uh, that made me think, wow, they really, this really just happened here. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I like that the element of uh, Ember offers is, is very human. Like she, you know, if something's happening, uh, you can tell that she cares about the things that it just took place, um, you know, because she's kind of outcasted because they're her size. Uh, but uh, I don't want to spoil very much, but um, this book really caught me off guard with a couple things that happened in it. But it's 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 a good story. It's a good setup. Um, I didn't know Jason Howard wrote books. Maybe it's his first book. I don't, I'm unaware of any other book that he wrote. Uh, but this is a definite one that I can't wait to read issue two. I don't know if I have it. I honestly don't. I was thinking about that because I do have some books I got uh, a couple of days ago and I haven't taken them out of the box yet because I still have stuff that I haven't finished. <laughs> so it's like, why am I even going to yeah. open the box? You're, you're still um, catching up. And I don't know if I have it. So I'm going to have to wait and see. But that's not what I expected it to be about at all, like giants. So Yeah. <laughs> well, when you read a book or you see the title and it says Big Girls, you know, I'm thinking gorditas you know? <laughs> and then when i see it i'm like oh wow she's like you know um george marison size but bigger you know she's towering over buildings and stuff it kind of made me feel like um you know honey i blew up the kids oh okay a little bit except um they show the danger of them being like so big so it's kind of little godzilla meets honey that i sh uh, blew up the kids a little bit mm -hmm. but um the the main guy that she works with he's he's a d-bag so uh yeah I, i'm in for it i i can't wait to see what else happens i'll let you know if i have it or not we shall find out 
Yeah. Well, my second book, is, or my third book, excuse me, is Vampire the Masquerade. So before I get into the book, I read the whole book, and at the end I see something which I saw in another comic last year. That yes, and you can play the two main characters in the game, and we have all the stats for them in a multi-game. So sure enough, I look it up. This is a role-playing game. This comic is based on a role-playing game about vampires, and the game is huge because the, the I guess this has become video games. Um, it's become toys. There's there's actual novels about this. You know, not not comic book. You know, real novels. And so there's all this stuff, and I'm thinking, wow, I would have never guessed it. It's two stories. So we have two creative teams. Okay. Um, the first one is called Winner's Teeth, and it's written by Tim Seeley with art by Deval oh boy. Devmalia Pramanik. And then the second one is called The Anarch Tales. It's by Teeny Howard and Blake Howard. It's Blake Howard related to her. I guess I should find that out. And it's drawn by Nathan Goodwin. And then the colors on both are Addison Duke, and the letters on both are And World. So you have these two stories. Okay, first Seeley's, very dark. This is not dark red. This is not hack slash. This is a very different style for Team Seeley. I almost didn't think it was Seeley because it's it's very dark. It's very gothic. I'm not sure you're gonna like it because this is vampires. This isn't like the one I talked about last week by Elliot Rahal that's got has all kinds of other things. This is a real vampire story. And you have it's a, the main character is a woman who she was turned into a vampire when she was younger, and she never because of the way she was turned, she's not part of a clan. And since she's not part of a clan, she's kind of like her own thing. But she's she's like she's like Luca Brasi. <laughs> she's the one who takes care of the, the head of the clan's problems. They send her out to do the negotiating, if you know what I mean. And there's a great scene at the beginning that he's talking to this guy who's their accountant. And he's like, you're a great accountant. You don't steal. You do all these things. So the, whatever, the main boss doesn't want you killed. But we have to teach you a lesson. So why did you tell your girlfriend that you're about vampires? And they, and in the short story, they killed the girlfriend. And it's much more dramatic than that. But it's to teach him a lesson, but they don't want to kill the actual accountant because the accountant's still very useful to in essence, the mob, the clan of vampires. And so it's a really cool story about the about the politics, kind of like Game of Thrones, I would say. The politics of being vampire clan. Without all places in right? Minnesota. You know, it's about the Twin Cities. And, and I guess the thing is the Twin Cities have been at peace all these years, but there's rumor that they're going to break apart and there's going to have a, be a leader in each city and there's going to be civil war. Now, the second one, Teeny Howard's one, is about a vampire that, was turned into a vampire by just some straggler to kind of turn them into vampires. And so they have no clan affiliation. They're poor. They have to like do anything for blood. They, they, the blood they get is um, usually from drug addicts and stuff. So sometimes they even get sick from it. It tastes bad. And they're just like living like in the slums. And I think what's going to eventually happen is these two stories are going to come together and you're going to have, you know, the elite and you're going to have the poor and something's going to happen. But they're both so well. I mean, Teenies has definitely got that emo gothic undertone that you get from Teeny Howard. Um, but also, what in the art, this art is beautiful. That's the one thing. You could probably page through this and look at the pictures and be like, that's some pretty cool shit. But you, I, I don't know. I don't think this one's going to be you. No, I think it's too much vampire. It's, yeah. not, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. But yeah, I mean that. I mean, 
and that's okay. Like I, that's something that I'm not into, but I I do like to hear when other people tell me why they like something. Yeah, so, but I liked it a lot. I was I was very impressed, and you know I like both of those writers. So I don't know. I feel like they're in their element with this stuff, and it's a pretty good book. Yeah, yeah. You know what's a really good book is issue number five of Alienated. Um, writer Simon Spurrier, illustrated by Chris Wildgoose, colored by Andre May and Jim Campbell on letters. Um, I know we've discussed this a few times on the show and stuff, but um, just for those that haven't heard what uh, Alienated is, is about, it's a uh, three teenagers, they're outcasts in their own ways. They're all named Sam, different versions of Sam, like Samuels, Samir, Samantha, I believe. Uh, and they all stumble upon an alien um, out in the wild. And they they bond over this uh, this secret creature, you know, that they they found and the, the creature's abilities, like they can share things between each other. But this creature kind of over time becomes like a predator in a way uh taking you know anytime it hears like if one of these teenagers have a difficult time um they deal with some sort of trauma or something uh and this uh, alien kind of you know kills this these people you you read that right yeah i give i haven't read the newest one but i've read enough of the series right, you know, right. Yeah. so mm -hmm. like this is more of it but it's intensified and it's setting up like a great finish because the next issue is the conclusion. It's really good. It plays on a, like a lot of stuff like the I think the one kid that he thinks he's doing everything right. And he, he has his own YouTube channel where he thinks he's like anonymous and things like that. But he's like very um, into himself and he doesn't give a crap about anything else. And his mom's a cop and things like that. Well, um, a lot of things happened like to his part. And it deals with a lot of like uh, things that currently you see in the world too. Um, so this was a really good uh, art or issue. And Simon Spurrier, um, I just like how he likes uh, he focuses on like the the kids working through their problems to figure out because as teenagers it's hard to figure out who the hell you are. And um, he writes it very well with this book, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a it's a great read. And I cannot wait to read issue six. And that's an understatement because I really think Alienated has been one of the better books of 2020. Wow, that's big praise. I'm, I haven't fallen into it as far as you have. Um, I want to know about more about Samir. That's the character I feel that we haven't they haven't really dug up enough. Oh, so did you did you read the the last issue? Like issue four, I think focused more on him. And his, uh, the relationship between him and his father. Oof. I may have missed one. Yeah, you oh, may have to go back and look at that. <laughs> no, I may have to, like, get online and buy one. Oh, yeah. There's no way it'd be sitting here. I may have missed that. Fucking COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it is really throwing off my comics. You know what I didn't get this week? I didn't get something is killing the children. That was... Uh, uh. Wait, that's a... Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't on my list. The good thing is that you could probably still get that at your LCS. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show is that um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy John that opened up a, um, a T-shirt store 
on the internet that I think everyone should check out. It's uh, called Awakens Alien Shirts T-shirts. Um, you can find it at awakenedaliensshirts.com. Uh, it has a a range of the highest quality T-shirts products, um, and he's all about extremely low prices. And there's some wild shirts. Like John has a sense of humor that um, some people might be offended by things. Like he has a, a shirt on there uh, of a rooster and a sucker. Um, so you can imagine what that shirt means. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's John. But uh, let's just say that I am in talks with uh, John about maybe hosting all any uh, any merchandise for Indiality. Um, and if it becomes available on his site, he's mm -hmm. also discussing to give listeners a discount as well. Currently everything is, he has free shipping right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But he's from Canada. Is that free shipping to the United States? I don't know if this stuff is maybe it's made in the U S though. Oh, okay. That's I'm, true. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but, uh, I'll say it again. Check out his site. It's uh, awakenalienshirts.com. Well, I got something to add to that. Why I chuckled is because off air before we started, basically our whole catalog of T-shirts from the sound of it are going to be donut related. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he does think that we're going to make a bunch of donut merchandise because he thinks he's over and, and we suck. And we're not. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. He's the star of the show. So. Yeah. That's, that's what he thinks. I mean, he's, he has a big freaking head. So we're know. like, we get to be in the group shot, yeah. like the one t-shirt that has the group shot, but he has individual shirts. Yeah. He, Michaels or something. Yeah. yeah. No, he thinks he's John Lennon and we're fucking Ringo. <laughs> Ah, I tell you, it's terrible, but yeah, definitely check out John's site. Um, I'll give it to you one more time. It's awakenalienshirts.com. Well, I want to do one more shout out because it's also a shout out for us in a sense. Uh, congratulations to David um, Papos. Is that how you properly pronounce the name? Papos? I think it's Papos. Papos, look at that. Well, we got to get that right today. Yeah, by and, Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, God, look at his totally funded, like what, over like 300% if not yes. more? That's what happens when you're a good guy. Yeah, and we're going to have him as a guest. We're going to record with him this weekend, and hopefully that show will be out in the middle of next week sometime. Yeah, yeah if you haven't backed Oz or you're thinking about backing Oz, you're not sure, maybe listen to our podcast. Yeah, well, I think he calls it the OZ Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so did Oz, Oz was like a TV show, but it's definitely like it's it's interesting. If you ever read any of his books, like Spencer and Locke, um, you read Go Into the Chapel. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of fantasy, but when I watched this video on his Kickstarter, I was sold because this is there was some really cool shit taking like characters from The Wizard of Oz, yeah, and adapting that story. And uh, man, I can't wait. I mean, maybe if it continues to go up, I know that he said there's a chance that if you pay a certain amount of money, you can be drawn as a munchkin. I don't wow. Know. Wow. Yeah, there's still a lot of stuff. And I'm sure stretch goal stuff is going to be added really. I mean, he's so way over. It happened so quickly. He probably hasn't even had time to put all the stretch goal stuff he wants to do on. No, I mean, it's just proof that, I mean, he's been very nice to us over um, – 
the past couple of years, he's taken care of us, always checking in, sending us stuff at all times and just shows that, you know, when you're a good person, that people take care of you. Yeah. He's a, yeah. he's one of the good guys. Right on. So well, really on that note, should that we note. bring another good guy on with a big head? <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, everybody needs a heel. I think it's time <laughs> to grab Joe. Your You're a jobber. This is the worst town I've ever been. We're here to get our justice. It doesn't sound like uh, Tamatunga has got super kicked by puberty yet. Elijo Del Nerdo, aka Joey Bagadona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that how you're saying hello to our listeners today? Oh, what's up, guys? What are you guys doing? (sighs) (sighs) A Saints hat, too. Yeah. And he has like a Georgetown Hoyas Allen Iverson. Well, that that fits. (laughs) Oh, with his attitude? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's giving practice. Practice. So, you know, you know, the people have been waiting for this. Actually, I think they fast forwarded the podcast. So here we are. This is the beginning of the podcast. Uh, just like, how, how have you been? How have you been? And now they were waiting for me. So here we are at the best part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what do you got? Since this is the best part. Well, let's go. I mean, uh, you know, we got new donuts again. Kind of mixed it up a little, but uh, start with the coffee roll slash Cinnabon donut. That's not even a donut; it's a Cinnabon. Well, all right. Well, semantics. <laughs> play a game. You want to play a game? Uh, push, job, or repackage. Well, all right. Wait, say it like it's. All right. Well, um, the game is called push, job, or repackage. Right. right? Okay, well, say it with some emphasis, like Push, you know job, how, how you look at yourself in the mirror, like emphasis, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> say it like a boss, then. Say it like Vince McMahon. Push. <laughs> say it like the Macho Man. Here we go. Uh, so uh, we got push job and repackage. That's not. God. <laughs> no, come on. Well, all right. Well, here's the wrestlers. You have to choose to push them, j- make them like job out to everybody, or repackage them. So we've got we got uh Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Toro Yano. Holy smokes, I didn't know you can hit me with Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. That makes me think like it's like doing algebra there. This yeah. is a thinking man's game. Goto. Yoshihashi. Oh, no, no, and Yoshihashi. Okay, Yoshihashi is who I'd push. Okay. Because they're all good. I know. That's- I guess Goto, unfortunately, I might job. Because I hate that you put that in there, but you have to. Someone's got a job, and he's the older one. And then Yano repackage, maybe make him serious. Though, would he lose his magic to be serious? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And so I think he, he might be the older one. Yano? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Seems like Goto's been around forever. That's why I thought Goto's the oldest. 
Yanu, I think, was in the original chaos. Hmm. I, that's not how I would do it. Okay. Well, tell us how you do it. I'd push Goto. Okay. I'd job Yoshihashi because Aww. I think he looks ridiculous. <laughs> and I'd uh, repackage Yano. I'd make him serious. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be funny all the time. But well, Yoshihashi looks like a like an anime, like with his hair. His hair actually looks like your hair when you wake up in the morning. I wake up at like two. Well, that's the morning for you. <laughs> but he's he's you know he's not for the WWE demographic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, I'm a push Yoshihashi. Okay. Uh, job Toriano and uh, repackage Hiroki Goto. I don't know if I can package them too, but I gotta have an idea. Set up to creative, you know. <laughs> There's no creative in in New Japan, is there? Yeah, there I is. doubt it. I doubt there's creative. There's a booker, but I doubt there's creative. Well, now we've got the Bear Claw Donut. Let's talk about championships or titles or whatever you'd like to call them, whatever you prefer. What's your favorite title in wrestling and why? Would you like me to start? All of wrestling. It doesn't have to be independent. Right? I'm going to start. All of wrestling? I'm going to start. I don't think it's used correctly right now, but originally – the Intercontinental Champion, you know? Because the Intercontinental Champion was always the best wrestler. Yeah. So, But nowadays, it's just, you know, you give it to The Miz or somebody. But, you know, that's my favorite title. You know, you know Mr. Perfect, Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man, you know. Shawn Michaels, yeah, Razor Shawn. Ramon. Yeah, you stole mine, so now I have to think. Thanks a lot. Go next, Fred. I'm going to go with the uh, 24-7 title. Um, great. It's the greatest title ever. All right. I mean, our truth has been the champ like 10 times. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the hardcore title. It's the same. I, I think that the hardcore title needs to be back. I think there needs to be something like, you know, the Mick Foley, um, Crash Holly, that type of stuff. Like, I, I want to see something like that again. You know, it's the same thing. No, it's not. It's not the same thing because 24-7 Would is... you like to see WWE use it, though? You just said that the Intercontinental title is not being used right. Why can't he say that the hardcore title is not being used right? Because they don't have a hardcore title. You just said it was the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Whatever. You can't just <laughs> make the rules. Oh, man. Cheater. All right. I'm going to go with something that I know there's one exists now, but I'm going to go with a promotion that doesn't exist anymore, and I'm going to go with the WCW Cruiserweight weight title back when cruiserweights were the bomb and they it introduced new wrestlers who moved on to become stars not the cruiserweight title that they do in 201 live or whatever 205 live whatever pounds andrew yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) you know like the junior title or the x division title yeah the x division one isn't that great um i guess the new japan title is legit but I don't know. I like New Japan heavyweights better, and I like the um, yeah. New Japan does like they have like their own. I think they do things serious because it's all by like weight class. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. But I like the I the old WCW cruiserweights. If we sit here and name them all, the Jerichos, the Benoit's, the Eddie Guerrero's, um, you know, Mysterio, Billy Kidman. Yeah, I mean, he was there. There were so many. All right. Well. Let's move on to the pumpkin spice with icing donut, you know? 
Because okay. it's, you know, sounds like something you can eat. Really? Pumpkins. Dang. Those are your favorite. You're well, shots, right? <laughs> like I watched Rohit win the X Division Championship on Impact. It had me thinking, hmm, should more title changes happen on TV? Okay, it should, but it should be titles like the one you just said. It should be the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, whichever one you decide. It should be the North northern whatever the hell they call it in nxt it should be the tnt title it should be the x division title yeah i think those titles should change on television more often to give us a reason to tune in now not all the time and then you value them but yeah those titles should change on tv right you should change your heavyweight titles that's my i mean they could but it would be more of a surprise that's why like yeah, it's risky to change a heavyweight title on TV. No, but I think if you want to get viewers and stuff like, let's say, like AEW or NXT, then a way, if people hear that titles are being lost on regular TV, then they're like, oh, okay, now they're they're not forcing us to pay for a pay per view. Let's see it, because mm-hmm. for the most part, you you buy a pay per view to see a title change for the most part. We'll give them something to invest into, and I, I agree. Like maybe a lower tier title, like like Cody's title, the TNT title, it should be lost on TV eventually. Yeah, but not like every week when somebody says, "Oh yeah, Scorpio Sky, yeah, he's gonna win it." <laughs> yeah, no. But you have to give, yeah, you got to give the illusion that some, otherwise people just assume it's a TV match. No one, the person that's challenging Cody isn't going to win anyway. So why right. should I watch? Unless it's somebody like they've been doing pulling from independent feds, and you're interested. But when it's the guys that are actually there, you're not excited because you know they're not going to win. Yeah. You have to give us that kind of and know which one should never change because it change it does change on TV sometimes is the women's titles. Because WWE does change the women's title on TV. Yeah. Um, a lot, but yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. Well, um, we got the maple glazed donut with <clears throat> is New Japan strong, the best wrestling in the US. I don't know. Okay. Yes. You, I do. <laughs> you just said yes. <laughs> All right. Next okay, topic. Go first. Go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it's the best wrestling I've seen this week. Yeah, well. That, because, uh, you know, we got a little bit of the tournament. And like you, like you, um, like you, um, <clears throat> what would I say? Um, Spit it out. But what, what is it? Uh, you predicted what you predicted was that the independent guys were going to come out looking like stars because yeah. they on the indies it's all spots but they got veterans in there too so you were correct with that and it it was probably the best show that i've seen in a while yeah those independent guys looked amazing they looked so much better they they, they stepped up to the plate and the guidance of the older guys and kudos to pj black he he hung with him and he's an old man and he hung with them pretty well, you know. But is it the best? You said one key thing you said this week. And there's one promotion out there, if they ever get it together, that can challenge New Japan, and that's ROH, I feel. ROH has that kind of talent if they can ever get it straight. That's the only thing. I think that um, 
it was the best this weekend. The reason why I think it's the best is um, I was really invested in Jeff Cobb Kenta match. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, I did believe Jeff Cobb was going to win. And yeah. then I watched Kenta go all out heel and take that low blow and stuff. And I was like, yeah, they do it the best because they really make you hate. Yeah, exactly. And he just picks him apart, like taking out his back or taking out his legs so he can't pick him up. Yeah. Like, that's what How I'm... about the beginning of a Tomatonga um, solo push? Yeah. Well, he said on the podcast to listen today that he doesn't want to win any more tag team titles because he's already proved himself. So he's going straight to the top. He doesn't want the U.S. or the IC title because yeah. if you're not number one, you're last. So. I think he's being a bit silly. It's a cool promo, but they're not putting him in there against Naito and all those guys yet. He's a, he's a ways away from that. He has to jump guys in his own faction to get in those matches. You know what I mean? <laughs> he has to jump Jay White and Evil and Kenta and all those guys first. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. I liked the first match, though there was lesser known. I thought those two British guys are the kind of guys New Japan would want to sign. And start training because oh, um, Regal son and I, I can't remember I don't think the that, name. That's not Regal son. <laughs> well, okay, well, his name's well. Regal. <laughs> um, but anyway, they both were very good. Yeah, they were good. I think they were solid and, and with actual New Japan training, you know, become young lions. They could be awesome. Yeah, could really be good. So um, yeah, the whole show is amazing. Is it okay if I, you know, because there's not a top, you know, he said something about Ring of Honor and it's not on here. What? I think I can see a little. I'm looking forward to see because Ring of Honor's coming back, and he said they could challenge them. Yeah. You no, know, the pure wrestling thing, that's going to be really good. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm looking for by the end of the month, they said. Yeah, you're well, right. The pure wrestling thing could be at that level if ROH gets it right. Yep. All right. Well, the Red Velvet Donut. Let's take three people each from AEW and move them to NXT. Oh, wait, no. <clears throat> three people. No, yeah, you were. Oh, wait, no. And three from NXT and move them to AEW. You know, a swap. Yeah. You swap three people from those two. So in other words, reposition it. So yeah. three AEW talent that you think should go to NXT and three NXT talent that you think should go to AEW. And not, and not easy ones. Like, it will help them and yeah. that organization. Okay, well, I took it. It was hard. I had a hard time. I told you that. I was having a hard time. If we did WWE, guys, I could think of 15 like that. Yeah. Like main roster, boom, send them to AEW. But NXT, it wasn't as easy. So, Would you like to start? Oh, do you want me to like maybe do part of it and then we kind of keep going or well, you, you want me to start? No, give your give your three from AEW. Okay, so three from AEW. Okay. This one was harder. Um, I'm gonna go with Brian Pillman. Cause his but there's a lot of upside for Pillman, but I think he could use the main reason to go to NXT is training. Yeah. He could use training. Um, I'm gonna throw um Allie. Allie was pretty you know, prominent rising when she was an impact, you know, the mm-hmm. whole demon bunny thing. She was hot on in the Indies and now she's just kind of, uh, and she hasn't gotten better all her time in AEW. She hasn't gotten better at all. So again, go to that division, get more training. And 
Last of all, I would say, God, this is where I got stuck. This is where I got stuck. Um, I'm going to say Sammy Guevara. And that's, that's one of those like, okay, is it better to be on a bad team and get lots of TV time? Like you, you're like a player that gets lots of court time. Or is it better to go play for a team that's going to teach you to be really good at the highest level, which I don't know. I think NXT could do that with Sammy. Mm -hmm. so. well, but that was a hard one. I, I really had a hard time with that. I'll do my, my AEW guess. I was going to go with Kip Sabian to go to NXT, mostly for training, because he is good. Mm -hmm. He's just He just needs like a little bit more. A lot of them do with like the actual TV part. And like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so and then the other another person I wanted to send was uh, Penelope Ford, because, you know, not just because they're together, but like, you know, she's a good wrestler, but then she's also kind of green. And like you said, NXT is mostly for training. And yeah. um, the third person uh, I had on my list, but then you took him. So I mean, took her. So I'm going to have to go with uh, – might as well just go with Nyla Rose because they do good with uh, bigger women, and they can do that type of thing with her. I think Nyla would benefit from their conditioning too. Yeah. Get her stronger. Yeah. I think that's the consensus on AEW is um, move a couple women to NXT to get trained. Mm -hmm. Um Two of my picks are women as well. I think Sheeta working with like EO and you know uh what's Gargano's wife? Oh uh, Candace. Yeah, and like a real Ripley or something could bring that fire out of her because she seems timid at times. Another mm -hmm. person that I would uh move is Chris Statlander because I think that they could um advance her athletic ability, make her you know, uh, repetition, keep doing things over and over again. And she will get, it. she will uh, pull off the moves more easily because we all know she has them. Yeah. Um, you know, it just has to be a little consistent and stuff. So, you know, so there's not as much botching. And uh, I picked one man and I picked uh, Jungle Boy because I really think that if he went there, um, we know what he can do in the ring. But right. they can really help his personality and maybe help like charisma and things like that, which we know it's in his blood to have charisma and stuff. But I don't think they've tapped, you know, tapped that personality yet in AEW. I would say two, one thing that comes to mind, and Sammy falls in this just like Jungle Boy, is I, the only thing I would say about them going there is they may change him in a bad way. They may take some of Sammy's fun away from him. Okay to make him conform because nobody outshines anybody in WWE. You know, you follow the, the everybody's the same 50, 50 bookie and jungle boy. I, I worry that they focus too much on who he is, how his dad is. That would be a real WWE thing. Yeah. Make a big deal out of who is like, cause Ross does it. And that's that WWE training. Yeah. They you know? would, they would probably actually cut his hair and make him look like 90210. Make him wear a, a denim jacket and stuff. Yeah. 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 They would probably call. They would probably call him like uh, <laughs> Dylan, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they probably would call him Dylan. Yeah. So that would be the only thing I worry. And again, the same thing with Sammy is um, 
And I, I thought Statlander was originally on my list, and then you shared your yep, list. Yeah, him too, mine too. Because Statlander is an obvious one with all that athletic ability. They might make her get rid of her boop. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it'd be okay because she, the, what she would get out of training as a big woman there, they know how to work with them to make them like, you know, like Rhea Ripley. Like, you know, the, did you see that big girl that – um. Oh, what's her name? Raquel Gonzalez is good. But then there was another big girl. Was it this week or last week that was brand new? She's a volleyball player. She wasn't even a wrestler before that. And who beat her? Who did she wrestle? Dakota Kai. So oh, she wrestled. It, it was this week, right? She was. Like, yeah, it was this week. Excuse me. Yeah, it was this week. And she's like from Texas. Yeah, I and can't remember her name. though. She played volleyball at Texas because I looked her up after that. She didn't even have any wrestling before then. But they know how to really work the big women, and then, so I think you're right on that one. All about the big women. Yeah, you move mm -hmm. Nyla Rose over there. You know, you get her, you get all that uh, training and work in the ring. Because Nyla's fast, so if you could get the strength to go with the speed and the timing, Nyla could be a. Yeah. You know, all right. Well. Oh wait, no, no, no! I forgot. Yeah, we got to go the other way. <laughs> so you're first. Oh wait, you want to go? So you want me to go first? Okay, NXT. Um, Kushida. Mm, I didn't think because that. your dad even talked about it earlier about how they need. Maybe we talked about it off air. I don't know when you talked about how they need submission holds. They need aggression. They need. They don't have that kind of wrestler. I think he'd be okay. And plus, with Kenny there and the, the you know New Japan guys there, I think they would value him. His Back to the Future gimmick. They'd embrace that. They'd have fun with that. So that's one I would pick. Um, let's see. God, I already forgot I who else. AW had also has that SEMA guy that they that they cut him. They I did? think. Yeah, he's not there oh, anymore. Um, shit. That's is why I didn't want to go first. I already forgot. Would you all like my other ones? One of you guys go. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, my list, you know, he, my dad over here is complaining about it because, you know, I went the easy Just route. But um, I would put Kyle O'Reilly on there because, you know, my guy Kyle O'Reilly, he's, he's, yep, he's really mm -hmm. good. He's got the charisma and everything. Could be world champion. Uh, Prince Devitt or Finn Balor because oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, they really worked on him over there. And to, nowadays he's like a veteran to them. But he's, you know, uh, he still could be a star, which isn't hasn't been he hasn't been there. Uh, and then I think I had one woman. Uh, I think I was gonna send Candice LeRae, but is that too easy? But uh, I think she's fine where she's at. But yeah, if that's who you want to send. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're still researching yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna take an easy one. I think Adam Cole would be. Uh, only because he'd be back with like his friends and I think he would have a lot of fun and it might actually make some things enjoyable because uh, I think that WWE is holding him back currently. Well, if they stick yeah. him, if they don't stick him with those guys and work on it, just him in the singles. Okay. And then I would take two women from NXT and I think they would become powerhouses in AEW. And one would be Zia Lee. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's really good. Uh, they don't put her on TV. Uh, she's even had a makeover lately, but she's super strong. 
And then another one that's uh, really strong, but they kind of make her look terrible all the time is Aaliyah. And I would put her in AEW as well because I think they would both become like, you know, they could have the title right away if they yeah. were there. All right. I originally had um, Prince Devitt as well, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Mm. And it's not that I don't think he could. he's going to get good training. He's not going to have a good feud in NXT. It's hard for me to take him from NXT because I think everyone really fits there. But WWE has a bad history of taking care of their black athletes. And at some point, he's going to hit a wall and he's not going to get – they're not going to give him – that to turn him into a star. I think he could go to AEW and that wall doesn't exist. And he's able to become one of the biggest stars that we have. And then for the women, I really wish Mercedes Martinez had gone to AEW. And my reasoning behind that is she's already polished. She doesn't need to be trained anymore. So she would be just fine in AEW. And I hate the whole Mortal Kombat gimmick. It looks Goofy as hell on her, and she looks unhappy in it. You can just see when she comes out of the ring, she doesn't look excited. And they have her tagging with Aaliyah. I mean, I know you just said Aaliyah, but Aaliyah is like a kind of a goofy to be tagging with um, Mercedes Martinez. They're just the personalities are just too different. Yeah. But those would be my three. But it was hard. It was because I feel like everybody who's in NXT, like Kyle O'Reilly, I think he's going to get a shot at the main belt. I think that's yeah. coming soon. So it's like, well, do you want to? I thought about Keith Lee. I thought, well, you know, Keith Lee, again, black athlete. Well, he run into some walls, but they really like him. They might need to become a star. There's just, it's, it's hard to pull from it. I think NXT has the right. When they get to the main roster, then talk to me. <laughs> and then I might be like, get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, the Boston Cream Donut, as usual. We got uh, NXT TakeOver predictions. Um, hopefully not not all of them right you know just no, a just couple just do do like the three titles i think i don't I'm not sure which one's the title okay. you don't want to do the cole match you don't no. want to do pat mcafee i got it right here um <laughs> it's the, the ladder match which is uh uh right it's um <clears throat> what's his name oh damian priest that's his name in, it's, it's for the north american north american title yep yeah, yeah. uh What's this? I don't have the names on here. I, I just I got faces. It. I have it. Okay, go ahead. It's Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Cameron Grimes, Velveteen Dream. All right. Canceled. All right. Oh, well, you see what I did there? <laughs> well. Who do you have? I'm looking at these faces here, and it looks like I'm not interested. But I, think, I, think. I hope that Punishment Martinez wins. <laughs> you mean Damian Priest? Damian yes, Priest, I hope, my bad. I hope Damian Priest wins as well. Is that your pick? That's my pick, but I am worried that it's going to be Velveteen Dream. I think it's going to be Cameron Grimes. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, don't, no, no. I mean, why Stop else? It. Why else would they make him look strong against Keith Lee? We look strong against Keith Lee. Yeah. No, they make him look strong. Is they're making look Bronson Reed? I, I think they really like That's him. The thick boy. Yeah. I think. Well, they made. <laughs> Bronson Reed looks strong this week, but that's just like it's a because people think that he's going to get it. But but he beat Priest last week. It's I think it's going to be Cameron Grimes because then you have Priest and Grimes had that little riffraff going against each other too, so mm -hmm. that could set up you know that's the next title 
Yeah. Thing. Before you move on, how about that that botch on Gargano? I saw that last night. You told me all about it. You almost it. made that a topic. What's the hardest bumps you've I, ever seen? I couldn't finish watching the match. I kept cringing because they kept hitting him in his head. Yeah. And I'm like, stop hitting him in his head. I, I just couldn't. My my whole body was shaking watching like him he, continue to hit it. He claimed that that was his fault, but I really think that that holiday dude or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. It just shows that he's not ready. <laughs> no, not to work that fast. No, that's what it was. They were working fast. Yeah, what's his? What was his name? What's the guy's name? Oh, it's the big guy from UK. He's, yeah, he comes. Oh, down the British guy. guy, the guy, yeah, like, the rugby guy. Yeah, he comes down with that coat on with shorts on. That doesn't make sense. No, but yeah, and he puts on the little hat like Sami Zayn. And then he's you got know, the, the beating stick. It's almost like they're trying to turn him into Marty Scroll a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> I can see a little bit of that. Oh, but yeah, that was horrible. Okay, move on. But All right, look. we got the women's title match. We got <clears throat> Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai. You know, so it's, it's Io wins. You think so? I think yeah, so too. No doubt. I mean, I I'm think they're moving her up. I don't think they put the belt on Dakota. Oh. Yeah, that's the only thing. If you're right, if they're moving her up. Yeah, but even like any other time, like you might put her with Oscar um, because she's missing a tag partner. That there's no way they'd let her beat Rhea Ripley multiple times, and then you like Dakota Kai beat him. Then you're saying Dakota Kai is better than Ripley? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I don't think they think I like think that, EO, they know EO's perfect for them right now. Yeah. Plus, as long as she does the champion, they're going to keep EO the champion, I think. All right. Well, we got the heavyweight title match with <clears throat> Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. You know, so um, I do think that Cross is going to take the title off of him. Um, I do like Keith Lee, but. They're pushing this cross thing like super fast. Yeah. Like he destroyed Champa in like less than a minute. I'm guessing. I'm thinking. Yeah. I think that uh, Cross wins because Keith Lee was just a transition champion. Oh okay. Two ways to approach it. Okay, Cross wins. Like you said, it's fast track to WWE. That's what this is about. Get the belt on him. Get him really popular, really fast, and next, before you know it. By Christmas time, he's on Raw. Right, uh, but, but, but Keith Lee defeats him before to make the matches longer. To make this feud go longer, Keith Lee beats him this yes. time. So they can have a, a rematch. Because then they do that with Cole. Because Cole didn't beat Gargano the first time, or did he? Wait a minute. Because they really drug out that Cole Gargano thing. Cole, Cole didn't get the championship until after, like, was it War Games was the first time that they got a win, right? Yeah. Like, they, so. they were on a losing streak for a while. Yeah, because he lost. They, then they just had, like, their their reign. But they made it seem like he couldn't ever defeat them. But they they didn't make – carrying Cross doesn't look like that. They put him out there just, like – it's almost like what they did. Remember when they had Ryback and they just <laughs> kept feeding people to him and stuff? Yeah, they were feeding like, more. That's what they're doing, feeding more. Like Feels like a Bobby Roode or some of those guys that were just – those impact guys that came in that were just there long enough, you know, and then they moved them up. Who else would that be? Oh, the champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. You know, he had a very short stay. Yeah, they, 
they rushed um, Ricochet and Alistair Black out of there too. Yeah, well, they that was dumb because they're not doing anything with them. But yeah, well, um, we have a quick um, because you know we're talking the time. You know, time is money. So time is money. this week we're not gonna you know conversate much about the the card for next week. I mean the schedule, but we got the coffee on the side with uh, Friday, which is today. Woohoo! We got the best show of the week, New Japan Strong, with the um the final match and you know some probably some more matches. Saturday's a busy day. We've got Black Label Pro with um not gonna name the matches. Let me just get a couple names out of this. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, like uh, Warhorse. Uh, Josh Alexander and uh, Alex Shelley, just to name a few. There's some big names on here. They also have another show, Kylie Ray and uh, Danhausen, Gangrel. Yeah, but um, no, no women versus women matches. No, I saw that. Yeah, um, which you could watch on Saturday on uh, IWTV or Fight One or the other. Uh, we also have the GCW Tournament of Survival Five. Uh, you know, probably the usual GCW guys. I didn't look up the card. NXT TakeOver, as well as All Elite Wrestling. Wait, you forgot one because what? Jimmy Lloyd's. No, Jimmy Lloyd's is the next day. It's on Sunday? It's on Sunday. Oh. On Sunday, we have uh, Beyond Wrestling uh, with uh, Joey Janela, Kimberly, Priscilla Kelly, and... um. Couple other people, you know, Chris there's Dickinson. some uh, Chris Dickinson and Justice. You can go on. No women versus women matches, though. I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, GCWs. Huh? I have to go across the pond to see women versus women. Yep. <laughs> we also have the uh, J- Jimmy Lloyd's uh, backyard. I mean, I mean the uh, Jersey Shore thing. Also, didn't look up the card. I'm guessing it's just the usual GCW guys. Probably some other names. We also have. The Rev Pro thing that Andrew's been hyping up for a while. Probably. Will Ospreay. Think yeah, about Will it. Ospreay. When was the last time you saw Ospreay? Jamie Hayter. Yes, Jamie Buff Jamie Hayter. <laughs> I'm to see Buff Jamie Hayter. Watch that on Fight TV. Uh, Tuesday, we have Impact and AW Dark. Uh, Wednesday, it's just NXT. Wow. NXT uh, is going to get those ratings again. And Thursday... It's just AEW, and uh, it's outdoors. I think people can go to it, right? People can go to it? Yeah. I don't know. If that's, is that the one they started with? Oh, wow. Yeah. You forgot to mention SummerSlam is this week. Some, this, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, what do you want? Thunderdome. <laughs> we'll be What's that about? We'll be doing an interview during that time. Yeah. We're doing an interview? No, not you. Dang it. You're not a part of it. Wow. You're not at the big leagues. When I am you the start big leagues. reading comments. I am the big leagues. You're in developmental. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting a push. I am the push. I'm the bar. Okay. You're drunk. Have mercy. Uh, well, that's all we got, right? I can't think of anything else because I didn't watch much else. No. It was a slow week. Without AEW, um, Impact, only one thing happened. Any yeah. wrestling? You watch any other wrestling? Not really. Old wrestling. Not really. No, movie. not this week. I had a lot going on. Um, I have been watching a lot of stardom, which is a bad thing. Do they have any? Oh, I know what I watched really fast. We had to go negative. I watched that 
that women's tournament that the oh, wrong people want. <laughs> yeah. You know, Brandy and Allie winning against the oh, yeah. whole That's team. the reason why I left that off. Yeah. So I did watch that. Yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, so there you go. We'll move on and we'll say good night. <laughs> you can think of anything else. Yeah. All right. It's time to sleep in with the fishes. Yeah. That's what you say to your listeners. That's messed no, up. No, that's man. what I said to you. Oh. Well. Say say good night, man. Uh, oh yeah, the macho man. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Now old man sir, gonna do two things. No, three things. I'm gonna hit the pie window, I'm gonna get my lot bears on that light here. And then I'm gonna get me some gold. It's about time old man sir gets some gold.